to the Prophecy Club. So many things are happening. I don't even think I'd be able to talk about all of it if I tried to in one broadcast. But the topic today is going to be the splitting of America. First, a brief refresher. The prophecies say that there's about five possible judgments coming upon America. The worst of the five would be the Russian nuclear attack. Second, in my opinion, would be the international bankers detonating suitcase nukes all across America. A new Madrid earthquake, a meteor hitting America, splitting it from the Great Lakes to the Gulf of Mexico, and over 100,000 international bankers being arrested. Of the five, in my opinion, the least damaging to the nation would be the 100,000 international bankers arrested. Now, when will that happen? The truth is, I don't know. But my best guess is probably right after the impeachment trial in the Senate concludes. Just a guess. If that happens, probably when the arrests take place, after the impeachment trial, we can look for judgment. What that judgment might be is the 100,000 arrests, and that also might cause the international bankers to then detonate the suitcase nukes in retaliation, bringing chaos across our land like we have never seen. And that, in my opinion, would be the judgment probably Hopefully, the 100,000 international bankers arrested would probably be the judgment that would then bring the miracles. Now, before I get into what I want to say today, let me give you a brief refresher because this is all about to tie in together. April 15, 2002, my wife, Prophet Leslie Johnson, was given a dream. We call it Arafat in the hospital. The seven points of the dream were that Arafat would go into the hospital and die there. And at the time, he was not allowed outside of his compound. So to say that, that was a very big statement. Yet, two years later, 11.04 at 3.30 a.m., Arafat died in the hospital, just as she was told. She was told that Israel will give the Palestinians a state, but it will be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen their military. Oil will be discovered in Israel and will make the Jews willing to fight for their land. Then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. My guess is that that's World War III. Then... January 22 of 06, she heard in the night the audible voice of God speak the words, Israel refuses help to America. Then she heard the following headlines in her heart. Israel refuses help to America. Omer ushers in Palestinian state, which we believe now, this just guess, we don't know for certain, but we believe that the highest likelihood of that is the 49 days between first fruits and Pentecost, which happens, of course, every year. Catastrophe hits America, one of America's greatest times of need. Israel has attacked America, sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dmitry Dudeman. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day and one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Further refreshing, July 10, 2012, Pastor Shane Warren was given a vision. He said he saw a hurricane spreading across America. We believe that that's referring to a great financial collapse. He saw dollars blowing worthless as leaves in the wind. Then he saw an earthquake up the New Madrid Fault, and he heard an audible voice say, They divided my land. That means dividing Israel. They divided my land. Now I will divide their land. Remember that, because that's what we're going to be talking about today, the dividing of Israel. 
Then the scene changed, and he was shown that India, Syria, Indonesia, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Egypt, Russia, and China were major players, and it was in a scheme to sell oil for gold, flush the market with dollars, driving the value of the dollar down. December 21, 2019, the headline in the newspaper said, Muslim nations consider gold, comma, barter trade to beat sanctions. And it went on to tell how, like, all of these Muslim nations are talking about going around the dollar and beginning to sell oil and all sorts of things for gold. In other words, bartering, going around the dollar. Further, what Shane Warren was told, he saw the devaluing of the dollar causing major rioting in the streets on the signs were, give us our entitlements. Then, he saw at the same time the church arise with healing in their wings, God prospering, many in a great uh, transfer of wealth coming into the hands of believers. Churches became cities of refuge. Churches became cities. That's not countries. That's not up in the hills. That's cities of refuge. The body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth and began to minister, and I think that's the sevenfold judgment. Let's go to today's broadcast. January 7, 2020. This comes to us from the Jerusalem Post headline, Trump's peace plan is on the way. Is Israel ready? Dash analysis. What's it talking about? It's talking about splitting Israel. Now, before I go into the article, let me refresh you with something else. Remember back in February 2014, Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez came and made the DVD for Prophecy Club called Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake. He said that he was shown in a vision that a large meteor would hit Mona Island just west of Puerto Rico, causing a tsunami a thousand foot high at Puerto Rico. But it will go up the eastern seaboard 200 to 400 foot high and going inland from 20 to 100 miles inland. And it hits an earthquake fault running up the Mississippi River Valley to the Great Lakes, splitting America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. And much of the West Coast from California to Alaska fell into the ocean. Now, remember that, because that is all having to do with splitting Israel. So the guy's coming in, right? So I'm going to double check it because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So I found six people saw a large meteor hit near Puerto Rico. Four people saw a tsunami hit the eastern coast of the United States. I found six people saw that America split into pieces. And three people saw large chunks of California fall into the ocean. And nine, now the count's actually up to 12 people, saw that America was split. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Because she split Israel. That's the point of the broadcast today. Now let's go back to the article. Again, January 7, Jerusalem Post. Headline, Trump's peace plan is on the way. Is Israel ready? It goes on to say, Benny Gantz had a good meeting with Jared Kushner this week, but how did his coalition talks go? With 10 months to the presidential election in the United States, President Donald Trump's administration is considering presenting its peace plan in the coming weeks. Did you hear that? Considering presenting its peace plan in the coming weeks, even ahead of the March 2 Knesset election. The Trump administration's reasoning is clear. Now, let me just jump in here. From several sources, they're saying that this deal of the century, this peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians, involves splitting Jerusalem and giving the Palestinians a state. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is we got a lot of things on our plate for 2020. We are about to see 
probably in my opinion, about 100,000 people arrested. If those are international bankers, and I think they are, and since I was told in the dream the international bankers are the ones that own and control the suitcase nukes, you arrest 100,000 bankers, and guess what they do? That's right, they set off the suitcase nukes. About that time also, the Muslims start selling oil for gold, going around the dollar. The dollar's blowing in the wind, uh, worthless as leaves, and then we split Israel, and God splits America. I'm saying... I'm not trying to set a date. Please, please quote me correctly. I'm not setting a date. I do not know anything. God has not spoken to me one thing about what's going to happen in 2020. Not one thing. All of this is trying to put the prophecies together. So let's go on. The Trump administration's reasoning is clear. If there's an Israeli election in March, there probably won't be a government until May, bringing them very close to the presidential election. It's not likely that Trump will actually be able to bring about the, quote, deal of the century, as he called this peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians. And he would want to present himself in as positive a light as possible, so close to his election bid. In addition, he will want to focus his campaign and not to put any more challenges in his path. Now, essentially what they're saying is this particular article, Jerusalem Post, which is a major, major player in all of this, they are saying that they believe that Donald Trump is about to bring out his peace plan. And according to numerous sources, his peace plan is splitting Israel, splitting Jerusalem, giving the Palestinians a state. And several prophecies have said that's exactly what happens to destroy America, splitting America. They split my land, I'll split theirs. Let's go on with the article. So while the White House held back on releasing the deal for the first two election seasons in Israel, waiting for a third to end may be too much to ask. Deputy Assistant to the President Avi Berkowitz was in Israel this week and met with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Blue and White Leader Betty Gantz to talk about pushing the plan. Still, Berkowitz and Trump's senior advisor Jared Kushner, the plan's top proponents, are very closely coordinated with Netanyahu and with Ambassador to the U.S. Don Dermer. It also seems clear that Trump would like Netanyahu to remain prime minister, going so far as to recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan shortly before the first election in 2019. Even if the president has been keeping his distance lately after two losses for Netanyahu. As such, any rollout will probably be coordinated with Netanyahu for maximum benefit or at least minimum fallout, from the pre-election timing. Of course, there is someone else in this political equation, Gantz. Sources close to the blue and white leader say that while he is open-minded about the plan itself and is waiting to see it before he judges it, he hopes that the U.S. will not release the plan before the election because doing so would be counterproductive. The question of how the plan could impact the upcoming Israeli election is an interesting one because from what is known about it, Its nature appears to be unprecedented. Normally, a U.S. proposed peace plan requires major concessions from Israel, including evacuating tens of thousands of Israelis from the West Bank, or giving up on security arrangements so that are a near consensus of the Israeli political spectrum, like maintaining an IDF presence in the Jordan Valley. But Kirshner and Berkowitz are working on the principle of no daylight, between Israel and the U.S., and the plan is likely to ask for few, if any, concessions from Israel. 
they are likely to agree to have Israel annex parts of the West Bank, perhaps even of the major settlement blocks. But you have to understand, if Israel gives any part of their land away, any part of it, in God's eye, that is splitting Jerusalem, or that is splitting Israel, depends on the part. And then God would split America. What I'm trying to say here is, there's a whole lot of things happening. There's a whole lot of things happening here all of a sudden. Let's just step back and look at what's happening. I do not think the Russian nuke attack is imminent. I do think that the arrests are. And since we know the international bankers have the suitcase nukes, and it makes sense if you go to arrest them and a bunch of their buddies, they'll set them off. And then that could cause major collapse. And then, of course, we've got the Muslims and what is it, uh, 36 different countries in that particular group. I'd have to go back and read the article. But the article was Muslim nations consider gold barter trade to beat sanctions. And they're talking about going to a gold barter system going around the dollar. And that would crash the dollar. What I'm saying is there's a whole lot of things. There's a whole lot of things all of a sudden about to come to pass. We could see the arrests right after the impeachment trial. We could see suitcase nukes. Then we could see the dollar blowing in the wind, worthless as leaves. A New Madrid earthquake fault. We could see the ten-nation confederacy devaluing the dollar of America, causing the blowing of the dollars in the wind. The devaluing of the dollar causing major rioting. All of a sudden, judgment has hit. America's spirit has been ripped, and all of a sudden, they're saying, I need God. And all of a sudden, miracles happen. Now, our crusade is coming up April 8 through 10. And I've told you, I prayed, and I cannot get God to tell me if the sevenfold miracle is going to be there. But what I felt in my spirit, this is not an audible voice, but I felt in my spirit, he spoke to my heart and said, this is the crusade that I'm going to show up. Well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what showing up means. I can tell you what I like to mean, but I do not know what it means. But if God shows up, I want to be at that crusade. Now, let's talk about you a second. If you're listening to this broadcast, either you have a hole in your head or you're called to be a watchman. And I believe you're called to be a watchman. Because nobody would listen to this broadcast to be lifted up and encouraged. And that's the point of many, if not most, if not all of the broadcasts out there. God bless them. I'm not criticizing them. It's just they have a different call. And we have a different call. And that's okay. That's a good thing. But if you're listening, God has been laying on your heart to listen, to become informed, to start coming out of the world. He is calling you to serve him. The phone's ringing. Are you going to pick it up? And when you say hello and the Lord says, go into my vineyard, are you going to go into his vineyard? I believe if you've been listening for a while, I believe you're saying yes. I believe you're saying, yes, Lord, I will do what you tell me to do to the death. Matthew twenty-one twenty-eight says, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, go today and work in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise, and answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whither of them twain did the will of the Father? They say unto you, the first, 
Jesus said unto them, Verily I say to you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Meaning, if he's called us, we need to say yes, and we need to go. Luke thirteen sixteen. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree and planted his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. And he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I dig about it and dung it. In other words, fertilize it. And if it bear fruit, well, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. Now, that's actually pretty scary. Think about what that's saying. A certain man planted a fig tree. Fig tree did not bring forth fruit. So he said, well, let's water it and let's fertilize it. And if it doesn't bring forth fruit the third or fourth year, then just cut it down. What's that saying to you? Is that saying to you? I believe it is. I believe it's saying to every one of us that if we are a tree in his vineyard, in other words, if we're living his vineyard, if we're living in his world, he expects us to have fruit. He expects us to build his kingdom, to do something for him. And if you're listening to this broadcast, ask yourself this. Have you led anyone to the Lord? Is there a time where you took someone by the hand and prayed the sinner's prayer with them? If you can't say yes to that, you should be very, very concerned. Are you serving the Lord? Is there fruit on your tree? Luke twenty ten. Then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and led it forth to husbandmen and went to a far country for a long time. And at that season he sent a servant to the husbandmen that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. Again he sent forth another servant and they beat him also and entreated him shamefully and sent him away empty. And again he sent a third, and wounded him, and cast him out, and said to the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, Ah, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these husbandmen, and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. Essentially, what the last two parables are saying is if we're in the vineyard, we need to be serving the Lord of the vineyard. If you're listening to this broadcast, he is calling you to be a part of building his kingdom. You have an unusual blessing. He's opened your eyes. He's let you see things about the end times that most people do not see, do not know. You understand things that others around you do not know. There's times you want to have a conversation about it, but you know you can't talk to them about it because they don't know enough to even have a conversation with them about it. Why? Because their spirits have not been ripped. They're happy. They're peaceful. They have a job. They have food. They have a roof over their head. Eh. They're fat. They're fat. As we say, they're fat and happy. They don't need Jesus, okay? They don't need church. They don't need the Bible. They don't need any of that. But you let a suitcase nuke go off all across America, 
You let a New Madrid earthquake fault rip up the middle of America, maybe the Great Lakes split down to the Gulf of Mexico, you let the dollar start blowing in the wind worthless as leaves, and that will put a rip in the spirit. I think that's going to rip everyone's spirit, even us that are prepared for it. Why? Because sometimes our spirit has to be ripped to open it up to where we will start looking for our maker, looking and finding out something that'll say, well, apparently you don't have this all figured out. Apparently things are not as good as you thought they were. Maybe just maybe, maybe you do need that Jesus. Maybe you do need that Bible. Maybe you do need church. Maybe you do need to get saved. Maybe you do need to ask your uh, sins to be forgiven. Maybe. Maybe you hadn't got it all together like you thought you did. And that's when the people that won't listen right now, they're going to come to you. They're going to say, all right, you have my attention. Tell me what's going on. And that's when the ministry starts, brothers and sisters. That's when we're going to be walking in those sevenfold miracles. That's when we're going to be preaching and teaching Bible prophecy and telling them. That's when a lot of the pre-tribbers that have believed a false teaching are going to have their bubbles busted. And consequently, they're going to be open. Okay, you have my attention. Tell me what's going on. And that's where you need to have training. I'm telling you, I, I, I will say this. I believe by the Spirit of God. I haven't heard an audible voice on this, but I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart right now. And I believe that he is laying on the hearts of the people he wants to use, those people that understand even a little bit of Bible prophecy, that he can teach them and train them what it is to hear the voice of God walk in sevenfold miracles. Look, you need to watch Leslie minister. You need to watch what it is to see a prophet. I'm not talking about these New Testament bless me prophets. I'm talking about a prophet on the order of an Old Testament prophet. That's what Leslie, you, you need to watch her. You need to watch Pastor Massey, the way they minister and pray for people in miracles. I believe miracles are going to show up. Can't prove it. I, I believe they're going to show up. Sevenfold miracles. Miracles like we've never seen going all the way back to Adam. They're going to show up. You need to see that. You need to see that to build your faith. You need to be taught how to understand Bible prophecy and to teach him to give an answer. And Bible, by the way, the Bible prophecy I'm talking about is not all in the Bible. You need to be able to understand all the stuff we talk about on the Prophecy Club. You need to do that. You need training. And that's what the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade is designed for. Here's what you do. A, get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. As you remember, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word that's a secret door linking the feast to the prophecies of Revelation so for the first time they can put, be put in proper order. You need to read probably several times that book because if you've read, if you know that book, there's no one going to be able to come up and going to be able to knock you off your post saying they know more about Bible prophecy than you. So out there when you're teaching Bible prophecy, if you know my book and your King James Bible you are going to be able to teach Bible prophecy accurately. Two, get Miss the Mark, because that Miss the Mark will open your eyes to the nine deceptions that are about to be heaped upon the church. Deceptions that the devil has spent 6,000 years setting in place, and he's only got three and a half years to use them, and they are good. And it's all in the, my book, brother. It's all in Miss the Mark. Don't take the Mark of the Beast. Get that book, read that, get a bunch of them, get extras, hand around. Three, Go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Here's what you do. You sign up, you and your mate, probably your children, maybe even your pastor, maybe even some friends. You, you sign get them, get them there. Get them there, and you get that, that meal ticket. Get the meal ticket. It's good food, but it's convenient. 
you walk out of the meeting, you walk right in to eat, and then you go to your room, you sleep for a while, and you come back for more ministry. That's what it is for three and a half days. I don't think there's another crusade like this. I don't think there's, I, I don't, maybe there is someone else doing School of the Prophets, but if there is, I hadn't heard of them. I mean, I hadn't Googled it or anything, but I'm going to say that you're probably not going to find, well, at least Pastor Messiah said he's been around the globe. He's never seen anything like what we do at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Matter of fact, he's got 17 people that he is arranging from India and Pakistan, from around the world to come into this. Other pastors, he wants them to see what is going on at this crusade. So I'm telling you, sevenfoldmiraclecrusade.com. And, and here, let me pray. Lord, I ask you to speak to the hearts. Speak to the hearts of the people you want to be there. Confirm to them to be there and provide the finances, the days off, everything they need to be there. Because, Lord, this is not about building them and their ministry. It does. But, Lord, it's about building your kingdom. And I believe you're going to provide everything they need to be there. In Jesus' name, amen. And also one more thing. Uh, for whatever reason, I can't exactly explain. We're in another one of those dry spells. We need people to stand with us on a regular monthly basis. Instead of just helping us we're in a jam, we need people to do it on an ongoing basis. But if Prophecy Club has blessed you, now would be a wonderful time if you could help us out. We're we're needing some money. I'm, we're needing some money. I still need to print Leslie's book. I've still uh, got to get my book all in here. There's several things we need some finances for. So if you could help us out, now would be a really good time to do so. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. That's one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, and 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. That's miss the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast. Prophecyclub.com. First of all, I want to give all glory to God. Yes, I memorized the book of Revelation, but I'm not smart enough to memorize the book of Revelation. It was Jesus that gave me the inspiration, the motivation, and the brain to be able to remember it. And it was him that showed me all of these revelations and to him be all the glory. I got about 30 revelations and two visions. God showed me the word first fruits is actually a secret door linking the feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, allowing the end time events to be placed in chronological order as never before. One prophetic word said it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. 
It will turn many books written on the end time into obsolete books. That's this book. In this book, for the first time, you will understand that on first fruits, Jesus, the Lamb, returns to Mount Zion with 144,000 one-year-old Jews. On Pentecost, the wheat who are ready go to the marriage supper of the Lamb with the barley. The Father promotes Jesus at the marriage supper from Lamb to Lion, from Prince to King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus receives many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own sacrificed blood, and a white horse. The barley and wheat receive a wedding garment and a white horse to return on trumpets about four months later. This is the day of the Lord. Jesus the judge uses the morning star lightning sword to burn the tares. This is the judgment seat of Christ. All in Jesus report here and receive their just rewards. On atonement, Jesus is the judge at the great white throne. For those not in Jesus, the dead are judged based upon their works written in the books. Whosoever is not found written in the book is cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. On tabernacles, the new Jerusalem comes down from God out of heaven, all explained in the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. One for 20, don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55, or a case of 60 for $250 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55, prophecyclub.com. Gives you extras to give away to your friends. 